Man, it's been a while since I've said this, but the New Jersey Devils are finally back. It is game day once again for them. After taking a little more than a week hiatus, they are finally back on the rink. Dougie Hamilton is going to be full suit for the New Jersey Devils. Will he be enough to lead us to victory once again? Also doing a crossover with Hunter of Locked on Penguins. Also be a little patient. He got a new microphone, so his uh, voice is a little muffled, but it still sounds uh, good for the most part. He got, like I said, got a new microphone, still trying to get used to it. So uh, just just bear with us throughout the entirety of the crossover. But anyway, uh, we're going to hear from his side. What does he think uh, the Penguins are going to do in this matchup? What do I think the New Jersey Devils are going to do in this matchup? Do I think they're going to come out with the W? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devil, Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup! Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked on Devils podcast here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. It's been a good while since I've said the words game day and New Jersey Devils in the same sentence. The last time the New Jersey Devils had a game was a little over a week ago. So I am really excited to see the Devils take the rank once again. I am very excited to see Dougie Hamilton suit up once again for the New Jersey Devils. So I talked about that in the last episode. I said that Dougie Hamilton is good to go. He has recovered from his facial fracture. And basically today, uh, guys, I am doing a crossover with Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins. So we're going to be breaking down any pregame notes that we have. We're going to be asking each other questions about both of our respective teams because this is going to be the final time that the New Jersey Devils play the Pittsburgh Penguins, barring anything uh, miraculous happening and then maybe they beat each other in the playoffs. But like I said, uh, we would need a miracle. No, we would need something beyond a miracle for that to happen. But anyways, uh, doing a crossover with Hunter Hodes of Locked On, um, Locked On Penguins. So here's the thing about the New Jersey Devils, and here's something that I want to focus on. Uh, It is Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton is by far going to be our X factor moving forward because the New Jersey Devils have been struggling. But keep in mind, after the Christmas break, the Devils were actually doing pretty decent. As you guys know, they got off to like a three-game win streak after the extended Christmas break. Jack Hughes caught lightning in a bottle. But then Dougie Hamilton got injured on January the 2nd. And it's been almost two months since we've seen him in action. So it's been a good while since we've seen Dougie Hamilton play. And the New Jersey Devils have, well, let's just face it, they've been sinking. Like, you know, they've been staying afloat when a key guy gets injured. So, like, for example, when Jack Hughes got hurt, they were staying pretty much afloat. They were still relative in the uh, Metropolitan Division. But at the same time, they were never within striking distance to get a top spot. But Here's the thing that I want to focus on. The New Jersey Devils, once they went on that three-game win streak, once Jack Hughes went on that miraculous uh, streak in terms of racking up the points, you saw the New Jersey Devils were within a game or two of the wild card standings. Like, they were, like, battling either either the Boston Bruins or the Detroit Red Wings for that final wild card spot. Albeit, I get it, it's early January. Just way too much can still happen. We weren't even halfway done with the season. But like I told you guys, those games do add up. And I was just saying, okay, the New Jersey Devils, like I said, they're within striking distance. And if all goes well for them, maybe they'll do well. Now, so here's the thing, guys. 
all did not go well for us. Dougie Hamilton got hurt. Jesper Brock had to go into COVID protocol. Jack Hughes, after the All-Star game, had to go into COVID protocol. Mackenzie Blackwood got hurt. So, look, I get that your patience is waning thin for the Dells organization. I get your patience is waning thin for Lindy Ruff. But the thing is, is, like, we have to be patient with the New Jersey Devils. This is a process. And I get it. The first season really didn't go as planned. And I greatly underestimated the impact of COVID and things of that nature. But at the same time, I'm excited to see what the New Jersey Devils could do almost at full strength. We're still missing Mackenzie Blackwood. We're still missing Miles Wood. And, you know, we're just going to have to make do with what we got. But I think Dougie Hamilton gives us more options. Lindy Ruff is taking my advice of splitting up Jack Hughes and Jesper Brock. Talked about that in the last episode. I said that's going to be good for the New Jersey Devils. So basically in this crossover, I talk about all those points. I talk about all the X factors. And I'll give you guys my prediction towards the end of the episode. Look, I get I'm hyping up the New Jersey Devils. But at the same time, as you guys know, I am realistic. And I am not afraid to say in my opinion. Keep in mind, the New Jersey Devils, last time they played was a little over a week ago. So they might come out a little rusty. We might see some guys, you know, stay consistent. Like we might see Jesper Brock try to rack up a point. We might see Dougie Hamilton try to make a quick impact early for the New Jersey Devils. But at the same time, you know, still haven't played in over a week. We still have goaltending issues. So uh, does that outweigh the the positive aspects? I'm not really sure. You're going to have to wait and see towards the end of the episode when I talk to Hunter. So before we bring in Hunter and have our crossover, it is time for the first and only library this morning, and it comes from betonline.net. So football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fire coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline Online, excuse me, remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Well, the Olympics is now over, so you're going to have to find something else to bet on, maybe NASCAR. So head to the website today to use your mobile device or learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so it's time to talk to Hunter of Locked On Penguins and have this crossover and basically talk pregame uh, for tonight's matchup between the New Jersey Devils and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember what I said going into this crossover, which is keep an eye out for Dougie Hamilton. Try to keep your expectations somewhat moderate for the New Jersey Devils, but still get excited for them. You know, this is probably the most full strength they're going to get towards the uh, rest of the season. So, you know, we're just going to have to make do with what we got. Okay, so without further ado, let's talk to Hunter of Locked On Penguins. Hello, welcome to this special crossover episode of the Locked On Penguins and you know, Locked On Devils podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Joining me now is the host of Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Uh, Trey, first off, how you doing, man? I'm glad we were able to do this. You know, I know it's a little late at night, but I'm a night owl as well. So my listeners are definitely used to me recording a little late at night. Huh. You use the term night owl. I wonder who um, uh, talked to you about that first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I had to get it from somewhere today, but. Um... Uh, no worries. No worries. Um, like I said, I'm a night owl, too. And actually, I prefer to actually record my episodes at night because you get all the information um, in already kind of thing. So, um, 
yeah, so I, I actually I actually prefer recording at night. And now we got all the information in regards to the next game between the Penguins and the Devils. And this is the first time that the Devils have, have been playing a game in about, what, an eight-day span. So uh, it, it's definitely going to be very exciting. And I'm so uh, – it's such a breath of fresh air to finally be talking about the Devils in game form instead of just saying – oh, look, someone's on the trade market, or let's do a silly season episode, things of that nature. I love that and all, but this has been a mini break for the New Jersey Devils, quite honestly. I don't know how long Christmas break was, but uh, it, it, it's probably close to that. So eight days without a game, and I, I'm just itching for some good action, and hopefully the Devils just come out guns blazing against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, you know, the Penguins, they've won two out of the last three, well, the last two um, in this series. New Jersey took the first one, obviously, um, in Pittsburgh, I did see Trey that uh, Dougie Hamilton is expected to come back on Thursday. Um, I I almost did forgot uh, forget excuse me that he, I don't think he played in that last matchup. Um, how, how big of a loss um, has he been? I know it's been a rough season overall for New Jersey, but um, can you really put put into words how just how big of this loss is? Okay, so uh, losing Dougie Hamilton was definitely huge. Last time we saw Dougie Hamilton on the rank in a Devils uni- uniform was. January 2nd when we played the Washington Capitals. So nearly two months uh, without his services. And getting him back is huge for us because right now Mackenzie Blackwood is still out. Jonathan Bernier is out for the entirety of the year. So goaltending has been a a huge hole that we need to fill. Unfortunately, we don't really have the defense to make up for our bad goaltending. So like when we're looking at someone like Dougie Hamilton, he certainly helps in that regard. And uh, the the thing about – the matter of fact is, Hunter, is that – when Dougie's on the rink, we're more prone to win a game. I know that's a no-duh situation, but you can look at the advanced analytics, and, and, and it shows you without Dougie Hamilton, the Devils just lose more, and with him there, they're more likely to win. I don't know what the uh, the proper terminology is for it, but in, in basketball or baseball, it's like I, I believe it's win wins above replacement, that kind of thing, which is like if a player is out for a game, it, it – uh, puts a huge uh, hinder on their respective team. So I don't, I don't know if it's the same thing in hockey, but uh, it, it goes to show you that the advanced analytics shows that if Dougie Hamilton is not playing for the New Jersey Devils, they're more likely to lose. And getting him back is just huge for us because he's arguably one of our best players. And we're also going to be doing something a little bit different with our line combinations because in our last practice, Lindy Ruff paired Dougie Hamilton with Jonas Siegenthaler. And I said it in the last episode, I said, I kind of like that combination because for most of the season, it was Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves. And they've been a great duo. But the problem with the New Jersey Devils is that they're so spread thin in terms of consistent talent that they got to split up their consistent talent. So that way they have more options to go to. So uh, Jonas Siegenthaler, when you look at his stats for the average fan, you might not see much of them. But when you're watching the Devils play, you see that he's suppressing shots. You see that he's uh, just putting his body out there. You just see that Jonas Siegenthaler is taking up a lot of space and he's helping us win. And just pairing him alongside Dougie Hamilton, that's actually a very interesting combination because you pair one of our best players with one of our most consistent uh, players. So I kind of like that combination. So getting Dougie Hamilton back, going back to what I was saying, is huge for the New Jersey Devils because, like I said, gives us more option in, in the defensive strategy, gives our goalie some help because we've been having to rely on Nico Dawes, um, uh, Akira Schmidt, and John Gillies. Those are our three goalies right now. And we also had to sign an emergency backup goalie a few weeks ago. 
And it's just like, it's been just hectic at the goaltending position. So getting Dougie Hamilton back, it's not going to make the pain go away necessarily, but it's certainly going to help aid us and puts us into a much better position to possibly win a game. Yeah. I mean, I, I said it on my, um, my Tuesday episode when I was like, looking at the line combinations in Southeast, one of the 10 best defensemen, I think in the league, you know, he signed a really nice contract. Um, it really stinks that he's been hurt for a lot of this year. And, you know, in terms of your wins above replacement thing, um, Jay Fresh or Jack on um, hockey Twitter, he has his player cards, which show, you know, the wins above replacement percentage for a player. And I'm pretty sure Dougie ha- is, has one of the best rates um, just because obviously um, he is one of the best defensemen in the league. And as you said, you know, it's, it's obviously the no dust statement. You know, when your best players are in, you you have a more higher likelihood of winning. If they come out, you know, obviously um, you have a better chance of losing. So um, it, it is obviously big that he is back. Um, I want to get to your point about the goaltending, um, Trey. Yeah, it's Jonathan Bernier getting hurt. I believe it was early in the year. They said he was out for the year. Mackenzie Blackwood, I think, he's been in and out of the lineup. Last I checked. Um, but you know, John Gillies, he played pretty decently against the Penguins last time. You know, he was giving them, um, fits, I would say, I guess a little bit, you know, he's a, a big dude in there. I think, yeah, I think he's like six, four, six, five, something like that. And just takes up, takes up a lot of it. And he was making some really dazzling saves. The Penguins had to find a couple perfect shots to beat him. Um, would you say that's been the main reason that New Jersey just hasn't been able to take that step this year? Or is it like a multitude of things? Uh, it's a multitude of things, but uh, it starts off with goaltending and going to what you said about John Gillies. He stands six foot six and he weighs 223 yeah. pounds. So you're right. He is a big guy. But the problem is, I don't know what I'm going to get from John Gillies. Am I going to get decent John Gillies or am I going to get John Gillies who's just getting sunburned out there because uh, the other team is lighting the lamp on him? So it's just like. I'm not sure what I'm going to get from him. Like he's wildly inconsistent. And when he is good, we have to rely on that hot hand a little bit because we can't afford for him to have a good game, maybe a a good few couple of games and then put someone else in. We got to, we don't have that option. So when I saw people just critiquing Lindy Ruff saying, why did we play John Gillies so much? It's just because John Gillies was on a little bit of a roll, nothing impressive, but it was good enough to the point where we need to keep him, in and just keep uh, riding that hot hand a little bit. So, you know, for John Gillies, like I said, just wildly inconsistent. Yeah, he doesn't really have good rebound control. And it's just like he makes a lot of boneheaded mistakes alongside with Nico Dawes and Akira Schmidt. It's just like they're out there. It's just like sometimes they make the mistakes. Like, I don't think Jonathan Bernier would make that mistake. I don't think Mackenzie Blackwood would make that mistake. So the thing about Jonathan Bernier, he had to get hip surgery. So he's out for the entirety of the year. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood re-injured a heel injury that he sustained uh, and actually had to get surgery on during the course of the offseason. And that's why he missed the first month of the of the season, because he was still recovering from his heel surgery. So and he re-injured it. And it was, in my opinion, uh, a, a good part of that was on Lindy Ruff. So overall, it's just like the, the overall struggles from the New Jersey Devils is, in fact, goaltending. And, um, you know, I, I like John Gillies. I like that he has a chip on his shoulder. I like that he's trying to prove something. But at the same time, I, I, I just can't have a feel-good story. I need something that actually, you know, makes me feel good. And unfortunately, John Gillies is not the person right now. We, we don't have any goaltending. It's wildly inconsistent. And it's funny you mentioned this, Hunter. Um, in our last matchup against you guys, we lost 4-2. to two. I predicted the Devils would lose 4-2 to two against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I predicted it spot on. 
So I, I, I said just based on everything, because uh, I believe what we were on like a on a two or three game win streak. We had scored like 14 goals in our last few or so games. So we were putting like the hammer down on a few of these opponents. Like we put the hammer down on the Montreal Canadiens, which doesn't really take that much to do. And also the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. We won in St. Louis for the first time since 2008. So it's just like, it's just like, uh, you know, people are like, are the Devils on to something? I'm like, nope, it's going to be ended by the Pittsburgh Penguins. I just don't think the Devils can uh, withstand that firepower because the problem with scoring like seven goals consistently, that's not how you play the sport of hockey. That's just trying to outshoot your opponent and you're hoping for the best. That's wildly inconsistent. That's not how you play the game. You know the Pittsburgh Penguins are not going to lay down to the Devils. It's just not going to happen. Maybe early on in the year when you guys were dealing with a lot of injuries and a lot of COVID-related issues, but not now. It's not going to happen. So I said, Devils, they'll score a couple goals, but they're going to lose 4-2. to And I was correct. And that is the first time this year that I predicted a correct score. I've predicted uh, correct outcomes, but not correct scores. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see soon if Trey is going to be a prophet uh, for this one as well because um, again, you know, this will be the, uh, the fourth and final meeting. Um, Trey, uh, before I'll turn it over to you to you know obviously questions about the Penguins, uh, I do want to say um, at least on a positive note, Jack Hughes I really think has you know shown how good he is this year. You know, year one I was like okay rookie, you know what, what's he gonna be year two? I was like all right, you know I'm seeing the flashes. Year three went healthy. He's really starting, I think, to put it all together. He signed that mega extension, I believe, right before the season started. I think it was eight years, $64 million, if I recall correctly. Um, you know, what a player he is. And I think for as long as they have him, um, they got to build around him and just keep him there because, you know, I think he can be a player that can really take any team um, to the next level. I obviously think, think the Devils have a lot of work to do, you know, Obviously, there's going to be questions, I think, around Lindy Ruff, maybe just because of another struggling season. But um, Hughes is just an incredible talent. Him and Heesher, I really think, are a great one-two punch. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm actually going to uh, clear some things up. So you're right. Uh, Jack Hughes did sign a mega deal. He did. Uh, it was signed during the course of the season. And the thing is, Jack Hughes actually hasn't been healthy all year. Uh, he, but it wasn't his wrongdoing. In the second game of the year, he got hurt uh, by uh, uh, Lawson uh, against the Seattle Kraken. And unfortunately, he uh, had to get, uh, I believe, uh, shoulder surgery. Like, uh, he was out for a long time with a shoulder injury. He was out for uh, about about eight weeks. So, you know, uh, I, I felt like his chances of playing the All-Star game were slim to none. I just, like, he's not going to be named an All-Star now. But after the Christmas break, he caught lightning in a bottle. Like he went on a huge tear. So you're absolutely right. Jack Hughes is definitely our future. But the one thing I want to give credit when credit is due, and you know, this isn't on you, this is on like everyone else, is like I wish people would give Jesper Brat a little bit more attention. Yes, Nico Heizer is our captain and he is the leader of our organization, but uh I just feel as though Jesper Brat needs more attention. I was really hoping he would get into the all-star game on the last uh man chance vote kind of thing. I was really hoping for that because I was like, Jack Hughes does not have the season he is having without Jesper Brat. It's just no question about it because Jesper Brat is also having a career year. So I was just like, look, I, I love Jack Hughes. I love Nico Heizer. I love Dougie Hamilton. But we need to give Jesper Brat some love too because he's also really uh, doing wonders for us right now. Do I think he's going to be signed to a mega extension deal similar to Jack Hughes, Nico Heizer, and Dougie Hamilton? 
absolutely 100% no, because we don't know if it's like a fluke here. We don't know if it's uh, just going to be a one and done kind of thing. We don't know if this is just a trend. And, you know, you don't want to sign someone to a long-term deal and they just don't work out. You know, that that can put you in a deep, deep, deep hole. So it's just like, um, um, I, I believe we'll resign them to like a two or three year extension just to be conservative and just to play it safe. So, you know, like you said, uh, Jack Hughes is definitely the future of our organization. I'm glad that we have him locked up for uh, eight more years. But like I said, I, I just want people to just notice Jesper Brock just a little bit more, leading our team in points, goals, assists. And I just feel as though had he not gone on to the COVID protocol at the wrong possible time, the Devils will be in a much better position. And speaking of COVID and, you know, injuries of that nature, you guys know a thing or two about that early on in the year, at least. You guys got off to somewhat of a slow start, but you kind of picked it up. Like, you guys are now one of the top teams in the Metropolitan Division. You're just trailing the Carolina Hurricanes by uh, four points. You know, we're obviously way, way, way behind you guys. But overall, it's just like, what have you been seeing from the Penguins so far this season? What's your guys' story? Because how are you making it work with a bunch of fossils? Yeah, I mean, it's it really, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, they did have those two COVID outbreaks, the one at the beginning of the year. I think really just, you know, it, it made them just come out to a slow start. You know, they, they had some really nice wins. But, you know, they also, they struggled. And obviously, that happens when you have four of your top nine forwards out. Then, you know, all the injuries, they finally got to get Malkin back. Um, they got Denton Heinen back. You know, I mean, Brian Dumont, I think, was out for a little bit as well. You know, they just, they were they were missing so many bodies. You know, Ashton Reese had COVID twice. You know, Teddy Bluger's out right now. Jason Zucker's been out for so much of this year. Uh, Brian Ross has been banged up a lot. Um, but, you know, Mike Sullivan's mantra of just play um, has just really been on full display because, um, that this team really makes no excuses for whoever is in front of the lineup. You know, they try to play the same style of hockey. Um, and, you know, the goaltending has obviously been really huge. Tristan Jari, I think, has been one of the five best goaltenders in the league this year. He's still top 10 in goal saves above expected. He's in top five for most of the year. Um, went down a little bit. I think that was probably because of his start against Carolina, where they lost first place. They were tied at that time last Sunday. But, you know, Carolina took them down in regulation. Um, right now, you know, honestly, Trey, they only have basically two injuries to their top 12 lineup. It's Teddy Wilger and Jason Zucker. So that's probably, what, that's probably the, one of the healthiest times this team, I think, you know, has been at this year. But, you know, they're deep. They're fast. Defensively, they're very mobile. They get good goaltending. Their special teams have mostly been pretty good. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, they're a contender like the Panthers or, you know, the Lightning or the Avalanche or something like that. But you know, I've had the I've had the saying of you know why not the Penguins just because I feel like they can play with a lot of these top teams and I know Sid and Gino and, and Chris Tang of course are up there in age, but you know why not at this point? You know, there's maybe still a move or two to be made at the deadline. Um, you know they have some of the best underlying numbers in the league. Um, expected goals against with their top five, expected goals for they're in the top five, top top ten as well. Finishing ability is where they've struggled just because you know they're, just, they're not finishing their chances. But, you know, this is still a, a top team in the league, and they only have 13 regulation losses through over 50 games. I mean, I know some people are going to be a little upset that they blew one against the Maple Leafs and they lost to Carolina at home, and I get it. But, you know, before that, they, they won four in a row. Um, you know, it's probably not going to be a while now until they go off on a little um, winning streak again. So, you know, they, they, they've really caught a lot of fire um, 
after that slow start. They needed to play well and play at, at a really high point pace. Uh, they've done that in Ensign because they're a virtual walk right now to make the playoffs unless knock on wood some godforsaken collapse happens. Cindy Crosby, I predicted in our last matchup that he would get uh, his 500th career goal against us. I think he was, like, waiting for that opportunity, and I, and it didn't happen, but it did happen uh, soon after that. Yeah. So I'm glad. So thank you for not letting Cindy Crosby score 500 against us because I was just like, here we go again. People are going to be playing that and it's going to be against the Devils, uh, you know, things of that nature. But, um, you know, speaking of Cindy Crosby and that whole veteran group, what does it mean to just be like, you know, keeping the band together for this long and just overall having this level of consistency? Because a lot of people have been saying you guys just need to blow it up and start over because, you know, we're one of the youngest teams in the NHL. Aren't you guys one of the oldest teams in the NHL? You know, yeah, the, the core is definitely up there, though. You know, I will argue Jake Ensel's still a bit young. Brian Rust is approaching 30. But, you know, I think, you know, Ron Hextall did a really nice job of just surrounding the, the, the older veterans with, you know, some, some youth a little bit. And, you know, they made some very smart, you know, some true signings. Adam Rodriguez has had, you know, really high at the start. Came down a little bit. Now it was trending up in the right direction again. Danton Heinen's been really good. Brock McGinn's been fine. He's still, you know, kind of on the younger side of things. But, you know, I'll always say this. You know, I know the core is a bit older, but you can count the Penguins out of your own peril. And until they actually miss the playoffs with these big three, then, you know, I'll be like, okay, you know, maybe it's time to, um, to do something. But, you know, they've earned the right to – hopefully finish their careers together. Of course, that's you know, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. Two of them have contracts that are up at the end of this year. It's going to be, I think, probably tougher to keep Latang. Um, I think Gino will be the one to take lesser money, but uh, I don't think Latang will just because he's played at a Norris caliber level. It just, you know, when Kel McCarr, Victor Hedman, and Adam Fox are playing at a level above him, um, you know, it's not going to be enough to be a Norris will be final tech. I'll put Roman Yossi up there, too. He's been fantastic, but um, you know, I, I love how consistent all three have been. Gino's at a point-per-game pace. Said, I believe, since the new year, is second overall in points. Um, d- during that time, behind Jonathan Huberto. Um, and you are right, he scored his 500th against the Philadelphia Flyers. And I hope everyone Thank took a bet. Thank you. Yes. Thank I hope, you. I hope everyone went on FanDuel that, you know, listens to Lockdown Devils and stuff and placed a bet there because um, everyone should have known that that was how it was going to go down. That he hates the team the most. He's tormented Philly the most. That was always how it was going to be. And then, of course, Crystal Tang has been um, probably, probably, this is probably his best hockey that he's played since 2017. And, you know, obviously, you know, outside of them, Mike Sullivan has done a tremendous job with this team. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy that NHL coaches have such short shelf lives, but he's been able to be one of the longest tenured head coaches in the league. I believe he's number two right now behind John Cooper. And those two are, in my opinion, the two best coaches in hockey along with Barry Trotz. Um, so the fact that they are continuing to listen to him, um, you know, for the last seven years just goes to show that, you know, his footprints are all over this team. And, you know, a lot of the star players are, you know, they're, they're taking after his message. Okay. Barring anything catastrophic happening, I got Igor Shashurskin winning the um, Vesna trophy. However, yeah. Tristan Jari, has put his name into the mix a little bit. What What are your opinions on on what Jari has been able to do this season for your organization? 
Yeah, I, I have Shesterkin winning it as well. I mean, he's by far and away, I think, the best goaltender in hockey this year. Uh, he's been number one in goal saves above expected all year. I believe he's um, well over 20 right now. I think he's one of the main reasons they're even in the playoffs. Um, I would have Tristan as a Vesna finalist. I don't really – there's a lot of other options you could have for that other finalist. Heck, you could make an argument that Tristan may not be a Vesna finalist just because there's been so many great goaltenders this year. But, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed with him, I've said it on, you know, my show so many times, he's been much more aggressive this year in the net. He's actually coming out and challenging shooter, shooters, excuse me. A lot of other times he would kind of just, you know, sit back, play deep in his net, and, you know, that would allow a lot of these shooters to just, you know, take holes on him. And, you know, Andy Kyoto has come in. He's the new goalie coach. He's been able to work on some kinks in his game. And this looks like a completely different goaltender from what we saw Last May, when he was basically the main reason why this team got eliminated by the New York Islanders, the Penguins were the better team in that series. The numbers and the eye test showed that. It was just goaltending is either you know your greatest strength or it's your greatest downfall. And, you know the latter happened with the Penguins on um, at that one. And you know he's just been a very calming presence in that. He's made me look like an idiot. He's probably made the entire fan base look stupid, and a lot of the other media that cover this team really dumb as well. So I just. I love the changes that he's made to his game. You know, again, he's been much more aggressive. He's been reading the plays a lot better. He's not, you know, making poor decisions coming out of his net um, and all that. And, you know, it's just his movement also looks much better compared to last year. Uh, it is night and day for how he's played this year. And, and if he can get the proper rest down the stretch, they can go out and get a backup. Um, he'll be fresh for the playoffs and hopefully – that means he can actually help the team go on a run this time. Okay, because I know a lot of people were clowning him after how the playoffs ended for you guys, including me. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not going to like uh, remove myself. Hey, I did too. We we all did. <laughs> but I guess he's just trying to uh, shut up the naysayers. But like I said, barring anything catastrophic happening, I think uh, Shashurskin is a safe bet to win the uh, Vesna Trophy. So. Here's what I like to do on my show, Hunter. I love to predict uh, outcomes, whether it be a player to look out for, final score, uh, whether the team is going to win or lose. So I'm going to ask you first, what are your predictions for this matchup between the Penguins and the Devils, and why did you predict that? Okay. So I do have the Penguins winning this. Um, they played New Jersey pretty well outside of that first matchup when the team was uh, banged up. Um, I think I'm going to go – since these games are always really close, um, for whatever reason, you know, the Devils always play the Penguins top. I'll go 3-2 Pittsburgh, uh, regulation win. Um, in terms of who I think will get the game winner, um, I, I might go Jake, um, just because he's been due, I think, for a little bit. I mean, he's been obviously playing really well, but um, you know, he's, he's got, I guess, a little colder than where he was in the beginning of the year. Obviously, that was never going to continue with him scoring a, a, over a goal per game. But um, I have him getting the game winner. I have the Penguins winning 3-2. Um, I think Tristan is probably going to start this game, though I wouldn't be surprised if it's Smith because they have a back-to-back -back coming up. But I also think, you know, Smith's going to get the game on Sunday against the Columbus and then they'll let Jari get the game on Saturday against the Rangers. So I have the Penguins winning the season series uh, three out of four against New Jersey and, you know, getting a much-needed two points as, you know, they've lost two in a row. Um, Trey, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Okay, so Dougie Hamilton is coming back. This is the first game that the Devils have been playing in, like, over a week. 
So I think the Devils are going to come out rusty. So I'm going to do a score similar to you. I don't think the Devils are going to win this game. I think they're going to drop it three to one. No, no. Actually, I changed my answer. I think they're going to lose. And I'm going to say the same score as you, three to two. But here's my reasoning. Because they're going to come out rusty. But I think with Dougie Hamilton, they're going to have some firepower. So I predict that Dougie Hamilton will either score a goal or he's going to have a point, as in an assist. And, and, you know, he might have his moments of rust because it's been a while since he's he's played. And also, due to consistency, I'm going to say Jesper Brat is going to get a point for the New Jersey Devils, whether it's a goal or an assist. So that that's my prediction. I say Dougie Hamilton and Jesper Brat will get a point for the New Jersey Devils and the Devils will drop it 3-2. Well, we'll have to see if both of us um, get the final score prediction right and if both of us are also Profits trade, as I said earlier on. Um, usually, usually I get the outcome right. I don't really get the uh, score right. It's so hard. Well, you you did get the last one right. So you're batting, I guess, one out of three. So point out of thirty-three. I guess uh, I'm not a math major over here, but uh, you, know, if you get this one, two out of four, you'll be batting five hundred. So there's, <laughs> there's, there's that. There's that. I in this case, Hunter. I hope I'm wrong. That's that's why I hope I'm wrong. That you know. Every time I make a prediction that doesn't go in the way of the Devils, I, I always say, I hope I'm wrong, but until they prove me otherwise, I'm just going to stick by it. Yeah, and again, you know, the Penguins, they, they badly need this win. They've lost two in a row. They have a big matchup coming up on Saturday against the Rangers. Um, that's probably going to be a first-round preview um, as of right now, so we'll have to see what happens about that. Trey, um, tell all the listeners where you know they can follow you on social media and where they can get the podcast. Okay, you can uh, follow me at Trey Matt 4, T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T and the number four. You can uh, follow my show anywhere where you get uh, your podcast from and also on the Twitter page at Locked on Devils. And we are now officially on YouTube. Uh, once again, that's where you're watching it from. Uh, you know, we're on YouTube, so like and subscribe and uh, get my viewership up just starting out. And uh, Hunter, I'm going to ask the same question to you. Where can my Locked on Devils listeners and also now watchers can find you? Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Penguins. The show's been on YouTube for about a couple months now. Um, you know, we're just about finally to 100 subscribers. So, you know, it's my short-term goal. Obviously, I'm aiming for much higher um, than that. At this point, you know, you can get the podcast, you know, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, and all that. So um, I think that will do it for this crossover with the Lockdown Penguins and the Lockdown Devils podcast. Um, this should be a great game. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. These teams will not play again until next season, unless somehow the Devils, I, I guess, go on like a 20-2 run and get back into the playoff picture or something like that. Hey, you know. It's always, good. it's always good to have goals, not delusions. You know, miracles do happen, though. It, it was probably, I think they're probably going to be sellers at the deadline. They, we need more than a miracle. We, we need like an act of God or something like that. Well, you know, the game will be tomorrow night. Um, for, of course, that is Thursday. If people do not have their days, if they, if they have their days mixed up, um, I'm definitely another episode on that evening to recap the game. And I'm sure Trey will have something cooking up um, as well for a recap after that. So um, we'll talk to you all then. So there you go. There's my prediction for tonight's matchup. Like I said, I am a New Jersey Devils fan, but I am a realistic New Jersey Devils fan. So at the same time, I'm very excited to see Dougie Hamilton back on the rink. I do believe he's going to make an impact for this game, but it's going to be a process for the New Jersey Devils if they want to go anywhere. So right now they might uh, hit that uh, hitch once again, 
before they're off and running and maybe, uh, you know, go on maybe a three-game win streak. I'm not expecting anything crazy, but like I said, it's going to be a process before they're back to what they once were, like, after the Christmas break or, like, towards the beginning of the season. And plus, we're, we're missing Mackenzie Blackwood. We're missing Jonathan Bernier. We're missing uh, Miles Wood. So, you know, we still have a few injuries to deal with, including Yanni Kwokinen. So, like I said, just be patient with the New Jersey Devils. But, you know, don't take my word for it. Just uh, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below. What do you think the score is going to be for tonight's matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins? And if you're listening to it on a podcast streaming service, head over to Twitter at Locked On Devils or at TreyMat4 and message me and tell me what are your overall thoughts with Dougie Hamilton returning and what do you think the final score is going to be in tonight's matchup. As for today, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Like I said, hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. I've said that many times on previous episodes. So that's all we got to do and keep our expectations modest. But at the same time, be excited for Devils hockey. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.